When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Dominic Booth here, back in the studio with Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. Welcome to you both. Welcome. Hello. And uh, Good day. Recording this a little bit later than usual. Feels like a nighttime edition, day, a day-night podcast. Yeah. Um, but today we're going to be talking about the comeback victory over Norwich. Fantastic performance there. Uh, talk a little bit about Omar Bogle. Uh, and I'll also ask why maybe the pundits aren't giving Cardiff the credit they deserve and whether Cardiff can challenge Haters, the Wolves man. for the title. Well, we'll get on to them later, Blakey, but um, also we'll ask, obviously be asking you a few questions. Got Absolutely. plenty to get yeah. through. Let's start with that win over Norwich and let's take you into the half-time team talk that Neil Warnock could be dishing out after trailing 1-0. What can you imagine he might have said, Blakey? Because um, we both we watched that game together. You got we, yourselves into a position yeah. here with a few more choice words you've got yourself into a position against a let's be fair a a decent team they weren't like amazing going forward they weren't frighteningly quick or anything like that but I would have thought you've got yourself into a position that you need to get yourselves out of double quick and um, if you're going to maintain the qualities that you've shown so far this season then I suggest a few of you pull your fingers out you know, uh, like I said, it would have been a, a bit more angry in his approach. I would have thought, and um, yeah, it's a family podcast. Yes, and uh, a few more choice words, but um, yeah, you usually tell one of the telltale signs when they come out early for the second half. So um, and the two subs as well, Omar Bogle and Lee Tomlin, both coming on. We haven't really seen that from Warnock before. Such a no a sort of active response. You know, you could see. Yeah, well, it's kind of in two ways. You wanna you wanna kickstart the team, which kind of did, and you also want certain members of the team or all members of the team to know <clears throat> that you know if you're not doing it, someone else will. Simple as that. So, and you want from your subs exactly what Bogle and uh, your man delivered, um, <laughs> because they came on and done. They both done really well. Your man being Joe Rawls, of course. No, he's got two. He's Lee got Tomlin two. as well. He's got Tomlin and Rawls. He loves Tomlin. Um, Tomlin only has to do half a step over and he's like, wow! It's yeah. only because I can't do it myself. That's <laughs> what about Omar Bogle, Paul? Because we spoke a few weeks ago after his red card against Bristol City and Warnock, what Warnock said after, very honest, almost saying, well, is he going to get back in contention now? But he came on and performed really really well I thought against Norwich I was going to text you Blakey on mm. Sunday funnily enough yeah. I don't know what you were doing I didn't in the end because yeah. I wanted to speak to you about Bogle because yeah. I'm I'm not I'm almost at the stage with Bogle 
I'm, I want you to tell me that I'm wrong by okay. all means. You're the centre forward, okay. you know all this. I'm nearly at the stage with Bogle having castigated him for that red card madness at Bristol City. We discussed this in great detail a month ago. Mm. Warnock said, serve him right if he never gets back in the team because Zahora was coming back and all that. But I'm almost at the stage that I was at with Zahora where suddenly it's almost like there's a light bulb moment in mm. me and I think, this is a damn good player. Like Zahora, he's big. Bigger, that he's the similar, they, they look different in stature, Blakey, mm. but they are similar size, six foot three. Mm. He's quick. He's powerful, he works his socks off, mm. and he scores goals. Mm. And I'm just thinking, have I and loads of others underestimated Bogle up to I this point? I think you have, yeah. Because he was damn good at Bristol he as was well, br- wasn't he? Was he was brilliant. You know? And what, from a player's perspective, as you get, when you come into a team like Cardiff, someone like Bogle, and he's already a king of the hill, as yeah. in Zahor, yeah. and he's favoured, and he's playing well, blah, blah, blah. You think you're kind of an understudy. Now, what's probably happened, like, we won't give away Warnock's secrets, but what I will is by him saying, like, he may never get back in. That's a psychological sort of game he's playing there. So he's, he's, telling, he's telling Bogle, listen, yes, you made a mistake, but it was like, not a fatal mistake, but it was that stupid, and I'm that angry at this moment in time. I'm not going to absolutely tear strips off you, but what I'm going to say is, you probably won't play again, or if you do, you're going to have to work down mad to get your place back. What's he do? He comes back, and I always say, people make mistakes regardless, and what you don't want is a continuation of those mistakes. He's made a mistake, seen red, as I've done, as you've done, as Dom has at some stage, for whatever reason, seen red, got sent off, but the comeback brilliant it's exactly what you want so for me Warnock psychologically and this is where I think management comes into play not coaching you know they say the difference between manager and a coach well it's it's those kind of words that we some people will just take for granted ah oh, yeah well you know because he got sent off yeah he shouldn't play again would be some people's attitude but to Warnock him saying that is like the biggest kick in the derriere ever so he's saying that a bogle mate you're not guaranteed anything and now you're further away from it than you ever were so what have you got to do you've got a choice you have to work two three times harder than you what you would have done and what you have been or you slip away and someone else takes a position well the team's going for promotion automatic you don't not want to be part of this party this season I'm telling you now because I've said it since back Leeds and before you're witnessing something special this season. Yeah. Right? How much of, of Bogle's rejuvenation will be down, be down to him, though, and the work he does? That's him, him personally. Him personally, yeah, because obviously... We, Everything Warn- is. Warnock it's, it's all, can say it, but well, he's got to do it, hasn't he? Uh, well, that's the same as, uh, like, I, I see the kids all the time. You know, agents will say to you, I'll get you a move. You, no agent will ever get a kid a move. You uh, even, you, you know, yourself. yeah, it's easy for Neymar to move or whatever. You have to... Do, it's what you do on the pitch that gets you a move. So what Bogle has done is down to him. He, don't get me wrong, you might get extra training as a punishment, but extra training as in to improve your technique and improve your fitness, that's down to you nine times out of ten. So to me, I think what Paul has recognised now is the lad's got a bit of everything. And it was evident at Bristol City Mm. before he went off. Yeah, it was. And what happens is, as a goal scorer, I can tell you now, 
I think I've said it before. When I was at Sheffield United, Dave Bassett said to me, I need you to play as you do once you've scored, but right from the off. Yeah. But you actually, for some reason, as confident as I was, because I never struggled with confidence, as soon as you score a goal, as in you're a striker and it's your job, your confidence goes up again. I don't know what it is, extra adrenaline or something else kicks in, but you know, I think what you've seen with Bogle is you've seen him at his best and you've seen him at his worst sort of thing. In, in a very short space, in a of, short time space of time. And he would have learned, and he has learned, in my opinion, I think, okay, he hasn't, hasn't been, he hasn't played long enough for us to know for sure. But I would have said he's learned a harsh lesson from the Bristol City game and he's going to feel he owes as well, not and, just the and, team and the manager, and but you know the fans. What? And that came out in the second half when there was a moment, I don't know, 80 minutes in, where the ball was played back to their goalie. And I think Cardiff were... 3-1 up at the mm, time and you went tearing and, and I remember thinking you don't need to be chasing it yeah, yeah. stable right and he yeah. chased the goalie down yeah. right the goalie was surprised by this played yeah. it out to the right back and in no time he'd hunted the right back down, down. as well yeah. and do you know what the crowd at the at the Canton end and the grandstand end where, where this happened just burst into applause yeah. Cardiff fans love that yeah, one right, yeah. don't they they yeah. just love it with Andy Legg yeah. and um, that would have given Bogle a lift what I would say is I'm not saying he's as good as a horror, mm. right? There's only one Kenneth Zahora, mm. as you well know, my views on the favourite. Mm. But could he could he challenge the horror? Well what I'm saying is the gap between them is a lot closer than I thought it was. I, I well, I'm glad you acknowledged that at yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it mate, it, 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 it's, and that's a hell of a thing for Cardiff to have two centre forwards. Absolutely, like that and that size, that stature, and yeah. um, very much can run over the top and can hold the ball. So you up. always saw with this bogle anyway, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, but yeah. I think we're I think we're Kenneth outweighs Bogle is his hold up play yeah right yeah. I don't think Bogle I think he's a, I think he's good and improving yeah but that's going to come with games at this level yeah. right he'll improve I think he's now more confident once you score a goal it, you know the hold up play becomes like oh, that's, it's, it's easy sort of yeah. thing but it's when you haven't scored for two or three games then you test, your touch is tested or against the teams like your Wolves or your Leeds or your, you know, the teams at the top of the table. You're tested more, especially when you're under pressure of not scoring goals. But at this moment in time, whenever he's on the pitch, he's managing the bag of goals. So his confidence is high. So the hold-up play will come and improve just with the quality of the team, the quality yeah. of the training and with the goals and the confidence. So for me, what you've got is... It, it, listen, if he steps up another gear, Bogle, then you've got a real, real competition. You've yeah. got a way competition. And, and the point I made before, and I made it immediately after the Bristol City game, and I've made it subsequently, is that Cardiff are in a damn good position because their main player has not even got going yet in Zahora. Mm. So imagine, they're in this position, but imagine when Zahora fires, mm. when he's fully fit again mm. from January, New Year onwards, mm -hmm. but suddenly you've got Bogle to fill that gap mm. much, much better than I thought the gap could be filled, Blakey. That's what yeah, that's and stranger things have happened. Don't be surprised if, you know, Kenneth don't get another knock-on injury from this injury. You know, you know that's what tends to happen. You tend to overcompensate, something else goes and blah, blah. And we're hoping he'd be back, you know, yesterday, if you like. But, you know, it might be not till February you don't see um, 
And we, we praise Warnock a lot for his man management, the way he's dealt with Bogle, for example, obviously the way he dealt with Zahor last season. Hmm. But what about it, him as a tactician, making that choice to bring on Bogle and Tom in at the same time? We don't really see him making such attacking substitutions and attacking changes. He does what's needed. That's what, that's what experience gives you, Tom. Do you know, when people say tactically, the only game for me this season where I found us, or Cardiff, I say us, I'm not in and amongst it, but I, far, I found Cardiff wanting, or left wanting for tactical nouns, was against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I agree. Completely. That was the yeah. only game I've seen this season where I thought, come on, fellas. But it was unusual in itself because it was, Cardiff it, deal it, with it those was, types of teams so well. Yeah, normally. yeah, yeah. They, 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 it, and to me, it was... It was a problem that, as a player, you will you'll rectify it and then take the the roller get off your manager at half time when he says right, ooh, change that and you, well, I did and he might say well, you know instead of doing that, do this and do this rather than change that system to that and you then you all say okay, fair enough, but that's probably the only game I've seen this season where I would say. Tactically, we were left a bit short. But against Norwich, mate, you're 1-0 down, go out. And it, it's not just the tactical change, it's the message it sends to those players who weren't performing who had to come off. Mm, yeah. And any player who was performing at 50 60%, all of a sudden, bang, they all went up to 80 90%. One of those players was Craig Bryson, wasn't he? And, and I'm not sure we've seen the best of Bryson recently. Pers- mm. Personally, I think... He, he offers nothing that Joe Rouse can't offer. Mm. Uh, but Warnock raves about him, Paul. I think he runs forward more. And he looks to pass forward more than Rouse. I think I've always said about Rouse, Rouse plays side to side. Safety. He's not got an unlocking pass. He's not got the old outside of the foot round uh, no, no, right no. back into, you know, Hoylet or something like that. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a safety safety net. You know, he's a good player. I'm not sure Bryson is is the attacking. I don't think creative Bryce, force No, I don't think he's a either. mad creative. I wouldn't like put Bryson up with Tomlin or anything like that. What I'm saying is Bryson does his work running forward. Do you understand what I mean? Getting beyond a, he runs a heck of a lot. Yeah, getting beyond defenses, covering a lot of ground, and all the rest of it. Whereas Raul sits in. He's like a soldier, you know, he'll tackle. He's a kind of future captain, Rouse is, if you like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Does everything. He's a jack of all trades, then, I would say. Paul, Bryson, for you? Look, he's really disappointed me. And perhaps perhaps part of that is because I was actually taking into Cardiff's confidence on transfer the last day of the window, and I knew they were going after Bryson. It was Bryson or Joe Ledley. Mm. Bryson was very much Warnock's first choice. Mm. And if it didn't materialise because Derby weren't going to let it happen, Joe was always Joe was a free free agent, mm-hmm. so they could always get Joe after the window. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, Warnock really raves about him, his stats show that he runs more than any other player in the division, all that sort of thing. Um, I haven't seen it yet, I've got to be honest mm. with you. That doesn't mean that he can't do it, but for me the jury's out. I felt that Cardiff were playing with nine men the other night in the first half because I thought Bryson and Ward were completely ineffective. Mm. And I said that to somebody at half time, and to be honest with you, I was shocked when Warnock made those substitutions at half time. I think Ward did all he could. He, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we could put much blame on Ward's door. I think he was a little. I think you need more. I, I, you know, I thought Ward was going to click into something 
And listen, it, it's still, if you're not playing regularly, it's hard to get your form, you know. I think he's done all right. So he, he has done all right. But I think for a striker, I'm looking for... I'm looking for more from him. Mm-hmm. I have to say it. I think the problem is that you've got Zahor and Boga who offer more because of their I pace don't, and their power. Yeah, I don't no. think we play, not to his strengths, I don't think he fits into our strengths. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? I don't think we are the kind of team. I think Bryson would fit into like a Fulham, mm. where it's very much pass through the lines and little runs and, you know what I mean? Little and then all of a sudden, little run into the box and it's squared for the boy to tap it in for some for someone know. like Ward to tap it in. So I don't think Ward is is suited to one the hold up game on your own. I don't think he's the best at playing the lone striker, which is massively needed for Cardiff. You've got to have pace and power, or you've got to have the power at least. And I don't think he's an over the top. Where you can, you know, whereas you can knock it for Bogle, knock it for Zohor, because mm. he's not got the pace to get away. So he's not massively strong and he's not massively quick. So that's why I say he fits into a more of a that game where you play through the lines and slot, and and he's he's on the shoulder of the last defender, makes a little run and gets in, gets goal. He, he's kind of like a um, oh, Wednesday now. Jordan Rhodes. Rhodes. Right. He's that kind of striker for right. me. But Rhodes is used to get goals for fun, for mm. fun, for fun. I think you know he needs to play in the right team. I think he's a, he's a he's a good standing. But if you said to me like, okay, is he ahead of Bogle? I'd say definitely not. I'd put Zahor, Bogle, and then Ward. there was a lot more intent with with Tomlin instead of Bryson and with Bogle instead of Ward. But yeah, you're probably right. Mm. There'll be games maybe at Reading on Monday night, kind of away from home, would mm. probably accept a point mm. where. Bryson working oh, a bit harder. Oh, I don't know about, I don't about that. that. I think Cardiff will come on to the Reading predictions. Yeah, I don't know about accepting yeah. a point. No, but anyway, no. look at the form table. That's right. Reading <laughs> yeah, Reading they, they've won two clicked. of the last. Yeah, they've won. Beaten in four. Well, we'll come on to that in due course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but right, well, I, well, 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 I put Reading in there. I fancy them stats. He's probably put them in there like a Knott's Forest. They're the middle of the road team for me. Well, we'll, uh, we'll discuss it in, okay. in part four, but for now, part two is our debate. <laughs> You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Right, part two is our debate, and I want to ask the question why maybe Cardiff aren't getting the credit and the hype that they deserve this season. I think early season when they flew up the table with that run of five wins, I think a lot of pundits brushed it off. They thought they'll drop off the pace, they won't last the distance, obviously, before the season. The prediction was Cardiff would finish banging mid-table, which we all laughed at in the boot room. But Cardiff aren't going anywhere, and the pundits are slowly turning in their favour and saying, well, maybe they will last a distance. But why has it taken so long, do you think? I think I think today we're, we're, uh, the game's dominated by money, isn't it? So if you don't spend 15, 20 million, yeah then you can't be successful. But this isn't the Premier League where, you know, you spend 150 million, you can still have a torrid. You know, it's the championship. And you can, as Neil Warnock has shown, you don't have to spend millions and millions. You can actually pick up bargains uh, here and there for the right price. But it's about them gelling everything together. You know, we had spent a lot of money 
you know, you look at the likes of Cornelius and, and people like that. Calford spent millions of pounds, but couldn't put together a good team. In fairness, the Wolves—they've spent lots of money and they've put together a good team. So is yeah. that why the people are talking about them? Cause yeah, yeah, because they expected. I still think Wolves are hit the buffer. I really do. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I still think that they'll hit the buffer, and I think it's it's probably coming now over the next six to eight weeks. Right? If they get into February, then I'll take you back. I'll eat my words. Right? And I hope I'd love it to be Cardiff Wolves automatic. That's ideal. I'd love to see that. What about Wolves? Makes you think they will hit the buffer? I just think that they've got so many players. the foreign players who I heard Don Goodman saying the other day oh well I question when they go like a Tuesday night to Barnsley and they come over that test it's not those things that I, I always say when the body the muscle memory is right at this period of the year your body shuts down mm-hmm. and rests right in this country it doesn't it has to actually go up and above where it usually is supposed to where you're week to week so it's not those old cliches like can't do it on it's, a cold Tuesday no, night. No, it's, the, it's the, the level pitches. of it's the level of competition during the Christmas, early New Year period because you play so many games in a short space of time, and it might not hit you in that time. But then the aftermath, mid January, late January into February, it can hit you then. But I still think they'll hit a four or five game period where they will struggle, and I think that I think Cardiff will get ahead of them and maybe buy a couple of points. But I think, you know, I'm not saying Wolves will drop like a stone, but I still think they're going to have a a rocky period of about a month or so. I wrote a piece this week, Paul, saying how I thought Cardiff could could win the league and could even step up another level. Obviously, we've talked about Zahor coming back, others coming back. The home form is very promising. Can you see Wolves dropping off the pace or Cardiff overtaking them? Um... I don't know about Wolves. I was impressed with their win at Birmingham the other mm. night. I have to say, I thought that was a banana skin for them. Um, I don't know enough about them to make the judgment that Nathan is. Well, what no one's but mentioned these pundits is on, Cardiff beat them on in their Cal- own patch. Yeah, and Blakey predicted that was going to happen because mm. the argument was you're always going to come against somebody who's bigger and more powerful than you, and mm. that's what was Cardiff at mm. Monday. Because they're waiting for the, whole, the game in um, Cardiff, mind. Yeah, I, I I'm trust sure they me, are. They yeah, are I'm sure they are. For it. I have. I've begun to change my mind a little bit about Cardiff. I've always felt that Cardiff will be a top six team top for, two, certain, for certain. Top Blakey's pushing me towards the top two. I'm beginning to think they can be champions. I do. Blakey. Yeah, and, something and reason, special. And the reason I say that is because of Norwich, mm-hmm. right? And I'll tell you why. Because we've seen Cardiff go away, and we, we've said before, win, 1-0 wins at Barnsley are what on a cold choosing our art. Cliche or not, that's what promotion is made of. They did that. They went to Forest. They won 2-0 the following Sunday. Mm. Those are what I call archetypal warm-up performances. Mm. Pragmatic, organised, discipline. No frills, mm. no flair, mm. no real flair. Mm-hmm. Get the job done, get home. Yeah. yeah? We've, so they've done it. They've won that way, and we know they can win that way under Warnock. We've also seen them um, win in swashbuckling style against Leeds United earlier this season when Zora did fire. Mm. So we and know they have away. it. We know they have it mm-hmm. in them. On on Villa at home. on Friday night. I felt it was toe-to-toe with, with a good Norwich team. Mm. I thought that their 11, Murphy, destroyed Manga. I haven't seen mm. anybody do that to Manga. Mm. Um, and that was a real... Cardiff were a goal down. The second half was 
not Warnock at all. It was you try and attack, we try and attack. They, mm. they, it was it was a real. It was almost like an old fashioned free for all. Mm. Um, and Cardiff prevailed doing that as well. Yeah, they they got, they're bigger and stronger than most They teams. prevailed there again. Mm. The one area we haven't really seen is what what I thought was the real strength of the Malky Mackay Russell Slade size, which was one nil to Cardiff from set pieces. Side? Hudson, Turner, Morrison, all Manga himself, all scoring from Whittingham free kicks. Mm. Now they don't have the Whittingham delivery now, mm. but we kind of more dangerous. Cardiff, I think. Cardiff surely still have that in, itself well, in their game. I would say I said to someone, I, did I say it to you on, on the other night? And I said that the thing is about Cardiff now; they're not the type type of team that you could say, okay. We're gonna shut down yeah. and just limit them to set pieces. Yeah, that's what they're what, too dangerous. This is the point I'm too making. Too much pace. Right? Too, too, no, I'm saying if you did, if you put that game plan in, in place, right? You've got Manga, Mamba, yeah. Morrison, yeah. you know, Zahor, Mendes Lang. You got a you got a load of people who can attack the ball. Gunnison, Big, Gunnison powerful, strong, right? Bryson loves to get over the ball. The more he's playing out of his skin, he was brilliant. He you was know, brilliant. You, it's you know, and I wouldn't say those are those are the boys you put in the box, but you've got four or five lads who are really powerful in the box from set pieces. And I always say you only need to win the first one, and if you can then get the second one, it tends to end up but in the back of the what net. What I'm saying is that that strength has still come out. Right, the they're not really so. So right. there is that another reason w- then why they can win? Well, it? I'm saying there are four ways that Cardiff can win matches. Well, they've got you covered right. in every hand. There are That's four what ways. I think. There's the set piece which we've not seen, but we know they've got. Yeah. There's the toe to toe v Norwich because they're more big, they're bigger and more powerful, like mm-hmm. you said. There was a swashbuckling against a very good Leeds United side. Mm. And there was there's the Warnock way, which mm-hmm. was the one nil at Barnsley, Shut you down. the one nil, the two nil at Forest, which is yeah. really the, the which Warnock got the Forest, way. The Forest um, fans really going, so did it? So that's just really beginning to make me think. You know what? They might not only just go up; they might be champions. Why have they not re- going back to your question? Why have they not received the credit that they perhaps deserve? Well, they're not seen as a big club compared to some of the others in the Champions League. They haven't like, spent the money. Like Villa, Leeds, Sunderland, yeah. Derby yeah. even. And people don't like to admit they're wrong. They haven't spent the money. People may think, tying in with not putting them in the wrong, may think that maybe it's a bit of a freak and they'll mm-hmm. slip away. Mm-hmm. But you've been saying all along, power and pace gets you out of this and division. division and power have, Cardiff mm-hmm. have an abundance. Mm-hmm. And they also have, I think, the best defence in the division, yeah. which is the basis. Yeah. So I think that as we get, I still think that the onus will be on Aston Villa and, to a degree, Middlesbrough, certainly Wolves, and those sorts of sides. Le- for a while. Villa can't handle the pressure. No, right? but I think the, the media. They'll be there up and about the six. Yeah, it, the media don't want to admit that they're wrong because no one's seen Cardiff come in. And what do I always say? I've always said on the boot room: you go past, you go back for years, and I always say there's always a surprise package. Yeah. And that's Cardiff. This year. And this year, this is Cardiff. Yeah. I just feel right. last year, wasn't it? Right, there's always a surprise package in that top six, and this year is Cardiff. And I actually couldn't, you know, I was looking at the squad, and until they signed Tomlin, I was thinking, yeah, okay. Done my research on Mendes Lang, well, okay, decent, but no real goals there. Um, Hoylet, I was saying, well, I think he can give you a lot more. Hoylet, he's now playing where I think he should yeah. be. You know what I mean? So you had, you still had a lot, a lot of clouds to align for Cardiff. Yeah. And I would say this season, after the pre-season, 
it's just come together. Plus, you've got like Ronnie and Kevin Blackwell yeah. on the sides. They don't let you get away with stuff. See, you, it, it, the the old the old if and I said it for years. When you hear, when you speak to players and players under, say, Russell Slade or Paul Trollope, and they say, yeah, everything's great, right? And I'm looking at it and thinking, huh? How can they? Okay. That tells me we want this manager because we control the dressing room. There's nothing he can do to us. Soon as you've got a manager in that's turned that upside down, flipped on his head, and the manager, like Norwich, says, you two, you, you, off. You, you, get stripped, you're on. Why? Because you didn't do it. Get off. Almost get out of my sight sort of thing. You're a disgrace sort of thing. Right? Once you've got that, the dressing room knows, listen, if we don't pull our weight, you don't play. It's as simple as that. Or you get dragged, you get hooked, you get embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? But he's not doing it for effect. He means what he says. Well, he must do, because I said to you, he loves Bryson, and yet Bryson was off after 45 minutes. Right, but if you're not doing it, there's no... But what you can't do, and this is what I love about Warnock, and it's kind of like an old-school attitude, you can't favour someone because you've signed them, yeah. or because you talk them up. If you're having a... And I don't think they were having a stinker. They just, they just weren't firing like he needed them to. So, off you come, next two on. And don't take it personal. It's like Bogle. Don't take it personal when I say after the game, you cost us the game and probably won't play again. Unless you get your head down and get working and get back into my plans. It's for you to do it. So I just think, I think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of pundits and that, because they didn't see it coming. And they're also called experts, isn't they? But I tell you, Paul, not many of them know the game. I think that, that Cardiff from... You know, we're talking about from a London, from a national media and TV point of view. Yeah. Obviously, for us, Cardiff are massive. Mm. Yeah, we know their qualities. Mm. We know the size of the club. We know the fan base can mm. tap into. We've been here, seen it, done mm. it. But I think outside of South Wales, perhaps they're seen as a little bit more unfashionable compared to your Villas, your Leeds, your well, I was going to say, I think at the start so of the season. That's probably the reason. Middlesbrough, yeah, they'll go back up. Villa, yeah, they'll go. Uh, we so love like Stevie 10, Bruce. Stevie Bruce is one of our boys. Derby, He's been around. Derby, He's a Man United Forest, legend. Yeah, yeah, all this, it all plays into the same thing. Rather than stripping it, I, and this is why I say I strip it all back and I just look and okay, Cardiff was a new team so you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. But after five or six games, I was thinking to myself, I'm witnessing something a bit special here. Not because they won five on the row. I'm just looking at all things and I'm thinking, right, Nath, you've said for years about the pace and this and power and this. Like, where are we lacking? Well, you've got defensive players who can right backs, left back who can run forward. You've got crunchers. You've got big meatheads. You've got set pieces covered. You've got dead balls covered. You've got pace covered, you've got power covered, you've got goals in your team, you've got world, you know, people going to the World Cup sat in midfield, you know, Gunnison and people, you just, I just think to myself, I don't really see a weakness. And, and if I can also add something else in here, the captain has had quite a bit of stick from me and Blakey as well. Sean Morrison was outstanding against Norwich, I thought. As he has been thought, a lot of times this I season. I thought Manga was very suspect. I thought Bamba was in and out, to be mm. honest with you. And I thought Morrison... I think you've got to give Bamba one 
average absolutely. game in what has <laughs> it been like about 30 I thought, I thought Morrison absolutely held that defence together against a very slick Norwich I'm front line Blakey you know? was like this I, I gave Demore as my man of the match as mm. well I thought he was I he thought was outstanding was brilliant. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant just finally on this subject of the hype and the, the, the credit Cardiff are or are not getting I think at the start of the season like you say pundits draw up a list of about 10-15 clubs yeah. who Seem to have a divine right yeah, to be yeah. in the promotion picture, yeah. and as we've seen with Sunderland and Hull, all these other they're teams, seen as Premier League or, or just clubs, big big clubs. They're called, of, they, well, they're called Premier League clubs, and they? they don't they don't look but, at Cardiff as a Premier League club. They but, look at Sunderland as a Premier League club, Middlesbrough as a Premier League club, Aston Villa as a Premier League club, Nottingham Forest is a Leeds Premier League club. Leeds have not been club. there for twelve years. Leeds are a Premier League club. Derby are a Premier League club. They never say, "Oh, Cardiff is a Premier League club." No. But what Huddersfield, a Premier League club, Bournemouth, even no, Swansea, no, they didn't. Their no, faces didn't fit at no. first, but they earned the right yeah, to be there. Absolutely. I think that we'll probably absolutely. find Cardiff are earning it as well. Yeah. Um, fantastic debate, chaps. We'll have a bit of Ask Blakey after this. Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Right, part three begins with a request from Paul to ask the first Ask Blakey question, Paul. Um, it's it's from a Sean Hinkman, Blakey. Oh, Shawnee boy. On Twitter earlier, who's asking... I know what this one is as well. ...asking, why don't you... Me? ...and I give Joe Riles more credit like Dominic does, because he actually, <laughs> he actually is playing outstandingly well. Listen... I'll throw that over to you, Blakey. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me let me let me explain my great question, Sean. My point with with Rawls. It's listen. I've watched I've watched Rawls and I've watched him closely this season. Dom will tell you right because there was one game I was on Dom's case <laughs> about. Right? Joe is like I've, on like case I've said, you mean shout sideways every like, time like, he like, sideways. like I've said, he, he for me just does. He's like he's like a Jordan Henderson. He's not gonna split a defence apart, but he he'll do like dogged work, dogged work, dogged work. And I'm saying I think the higher you go, the more that central midfield has got to be creative. Yeah, it you can't just be a a a, a, a dog of war anymore. I don't think even at championship level, yeah. you can't be just right. I just get it, give it, I get it. Listen, that's all well and good, but from time to time, you've got to open up people. Your central midfield, that's part and parcel of your job. And if you're in, you want to go to the Premier League and you want to play every week, you are going to have to improve your stats on opening up defences, finding that little... And it might be a five-yard pass, right? But what you can't do is... And, and this is my criticism of Joe. He goes sideways too many times for me. I'm a striker, remember? So when I was playing, if I was playing with Joe in my team, I would be losing it sometimes with him because there's times where I think he can play a little one round the corner, a disguised one, give the defender, the midfielder, the eyes, round the corner for me to just set it back to him and he, he can do what he wants. He can shoot, he can play it wide, he can slip someone in. I just think what he does is safe. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm not... Is it necessary, though? Is what necessary? Is his, is his work in the t- his work or his place in the team? 
Yeah, but it can be thing. done by many people. That's my point. It's not like if he left. Okay, if you let if if Joe was left out or Joe was injured, would you be thinking, "Oh my God, who are we going to replace him with?" That's a good. It's a good question. Right. Maybe so maybe it would maybe it would. Right. So I think I think well I think with the players like Demore, I don't think so. I think players like Gunnarsson, I don't think so because I think those who give you what he what Joe gives you and a bit more. And that's all I'm saying is I want more. Because he's young enough. What I'm saying is if you look at Joe's game now and you look at Joe's game two years ago, for a young player, is he doing anything more now than he was doing two years ago? I don't think so. He, he, he has a bit more... Hold on. He has a bit more responsibility, right? Because he's, he's older but I still think his game needs to adapt a bit more to the next level. I still think there's more he can do. Well, and it's, it's it's passing really, because the dogging, you know, that's just hard work and that's just that's just a given for most midfielders. But I'm looking for right. What have you got on top of that? And I think if he wants to go and play at the top level, if he's in the if if Cardiff get promoted to the Premier League, right? Joe would be in there working, working away, working away. But at some point, you've got to have something a bit more. That and that's, and I think he's young enough to be able to improve his game to a higher level. I then. think he might get he might get found out at Premier League level. I think you're right, but I, I disagree that he's not improved. I think he's improved a lot, especially under Warnock. He's improved. He's improved, but I'm saying he's not doing anything that he wasn't doing before. He just does it more. He's he's well, that's what I'm he's saying. He's older. He's older, so he's more confident, and he's more confident that he'll play. So he will run more. He will tackle more. He will pass more balls to the full backs or to the wingers. But what I'm saying is, I want something on top of that for a midfielder, a central midfielder, young, who's got so much time on his side to learn different skill sets. Passing is massive for a mid- midfielder. Okay, Sean. I- I think Blakey speaks for both of us there very, very eloquently. So we leave it in the hands of the maestro, whether you agree with it or not. Um, sure, next you're question, right, mate. Next question from Joe Thomas, and it's a two prong one, Blakey. Hi, right, Joe. Um, have you taken over this section, Paul? Yeah, he has, yeah. <laughs> should, should Omar Bogle start the next game? I think we take that as 100% yes. Second so, part of that question. So the second part's the most relevant bit, I think. Um, when will Lee Trundle get it? Lee, Lee Trundle. Lee <laughs> LT written down. There we are. When will Lee Tomlin get a run of games, or is he just seen as a flair player for the last twenty minutes? Well, we're all big Tomlin fans. We are, and if you remember, it was the Tomlin signing that settled everybody down because fans were like. Well, who's he and who's he and what's he going to bring? Absolutely. And it was any sign of Lee Tomlin, everyone, oh, that's a great signing. He'll, you know, he'll be this and that and this that. But he's hardly featured. So. We have this debate every month or so, don't we? And we think, oh, maybe this this no, will be Tomlin's time, this will be Tomlin's it's, time. It's a good question that Joe asks, and I'll repeat it as specific. When will he actually get a run of games, or is he just seen as a last I think is I think... It's a direct question. I don't think he's seen as a last 20-minute man. I think he's too good for that, yeah. right? and he's too experienced. Yeah. He's an experienced player. You can't come from being a main player at Bristol and then be a, a super sub sort of thing, or an impact yeah. player. Yeah. So... 
I think what you're seeing is a classic signed and probably thought I'm the top man. Yeah. All of a sudden, players like Hoylit, players like Zahor, players like Mendes Lang come out of the woodwork and just go boom. So actually, no. And then you've got, we all know about the court case, so that makes your season stop start sort of thing that you know so you've never got a run and all the while Cardiff aren't conceding goals scoring plenty of goals and looking dangerous in probably all but four games this season so you can't come into the team as a number nine main striker if the person ahead of you is playing well enough to keep the shirt and you're not playing well enough or showing enough in training for the manager to go we're going to overtake you I still say he can't there's no point he can't play as a number 9 on his own you see Ward who's probably bigger in stature struggle to do it I think Tomlin would struggle to do it Tomlin is for me he is that number 10 player where you play off Sahore and plays in little pockets and open up defences but I still think there was an occasion where I said the other night on Tuesday night um, against Norwich there was a time where he could have shot alright and he's tried a lovely little re- and it was a good pass got cut out a reverse ball but he's on the edge of the 18 yard box and, it, and this has been my criticism from cute. day one of seeing Tomlin for Bristol mate be greedy it mate was, it was a class reverse ball though, wasn't it it didn't I get remember, there though I remember seeing it at the time yeah it was no, a great run the vision to be yeah able to yeah because he was looking the other but way Paul, wasn't but he? Paul what I'm saying is you're passing it 10 yards for someone to have a shot that's 10 yards closer now I'm saying most players of his stature can score from 25 to 30 yards yeah right and he's probably 20 yards out and the opportunities don't come your way that often so when they do rather than try and you know you know play this and it was a great bit of vision and it was unfortunate it didn't come off but I still think well when the opportunity's there to shoot just shoot mate do you know he reminds me of slightly Tomlin Mesut Ozil I think he's always looking for that final incisive pass. Yeah. I think, but I think he's a, he's a luxury player that I don't you know. can't always afford. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, well, a championship measure. I'm not saying yeah, he's that yeah. quality World Cup winner. I'm yeah, saying yeah. he's a championship measure. Joe, Joe, if I can offer my two pennies worth on to try and answer your question directly as well, I don't know is the honest answer when he'll get a run of games. I, I don't, don't think I, he will. I don't see it in the immediate future, but but it becomes chicken and egg because I think he needs a run of games mm. to get his fitness. Mm. I think he's the most naturally fit player in that squad, yeah. uh, is it? Blakey. And I think he actually needs the games for fitness and certainly for it's match like, sharpness. We said it, We said it. if you remember, we said on, on the boot room last year about Hoylet, until he gets six, seven games, you're not going to see the best of him. Yeah. But then it was it was a saving job last year. It was just we need to save. Now what you're seeing from Hoyler is what I I knew he'd do, he could do. It was just a question of when he would do it. Now he's fit, he's sharp, he works back tirelessly, he works forward tirelessly. He's so skillful, he can change direction on a sixpence. He's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? So for... Tomlin to get that opportunity someone where who 
and we're not playing with that number 10 in the hole. No, no. This Do you know what I mean? You're playing uh, with midfield runners running beyond yeah. strikers. So, so realistically, it's Bryson or Damore who's going to have that position, isn't it? When Gunnison comes back, it'll be Gunnison and Rouse. Yeah, yeah, Because be... I, I think if, if you're playing... Okay, if you're playing, uh, let's say Ward then, not Bogle. Yeah. All right? You don't need someone sat behind Ward. Why? Because Ward doesn't run beyond strikers. He comes into that space. Yeah. So you don't need Tomlin there. You're Same going to play Bryson every time because Bryson is going to run past Ward to stretch the team. So he's been really unlucky for me, Tomlin, but he's kind of caught, he's kind of caught in a in a no man's land situ- situation at the moment because the team doesn't need that type of player. However, at the start of the season, it was that type of player that we all went, whew, yeah, we got a player. So it's a difficult one. I can't see, I can't see us, because I've said all season, I don't think we'll go three or four games having a stinker. I think we might have one, two, and then one up would shut it down, go for the point. All right? So in that case, confidence is never going to dip below a certain place. Uh, Monday night Monday night night was perfect oh sorry it was Friday night Friday night night, sorry it was perfect you're going out there a team at home you expect the beat but everyone knows this is a decent outfit and you're 1-0 down right manager rings the changes bang 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 you win the game 3-1 if you're Tomlin you're thinking to yourself yeah I made an impact but still I'm not the man who's going to start. I'm not the number nine. I'm not the striker. I don't score enough goals. Yeah? And number nine in this team has to get goals. Simple as that. Yeah, he won He won the penalty, Tomlin. He won one of the penalties, didn't he, Tomlin? Joe, I would love to see him take it. Then, Joe, the yeah, second yeah. one, especially. Yeah, to Joe, give him some confidence. Uh, not confidence, but to give him, you know, that air of... You know, you're the man. You can be the man of the team, also. So, Joe, to answer your question, I don't think we actually have an answer about Bogle will start the next game. I think we can all accept that. Mm. I, think, I don't think we have an answer to when Tomlin will get a run. I don't think um, he will. I don't but, think he will either. But I what think I would he will. say is, and I come back to this again, he was the Blue Raban summer signing. Cardiff have got to where they are. They still have Zahor and Tomlin to fire properly. That's a heck of a position to be in, in my mm. opinion. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Agreed. Right, let's have some predictions after this. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Right, final section, and let's do some predictions. I went out on a limb in part one and said I thought Cardiff might take a draw in this game against Reading on Monday night, and Blakey and Paul both shunned me. <laughs> I maintain that I think a draw would be a decent result. Tom's face. <laughs> Classic. Because Cardiff have come on the back of four straight wins and a away game against one of the team's more informed sides, I think Warnock, the pragmatist, will take a point. Feel free to disagree, chaps. I disagree because I don't think Reading are there with their confidence. I think they've had a good couple of wins of late... And they're on a what a four game and beaten run, but I don't think they're anyway. They're not even well. They just below mid table, I think. They're fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just below mid table. I think you know, Cardiff's probably the kind of game that Yaps. I'm thinking, oh no, 
because all it does is like snakes and ladders. They come, they beat us up, they nick a 1-0, 2-0, they go away, and then we have to start all over again sort of thing. So for me, I think it'll be... Uh, I think it'll be a lockdown, give you nothing, clean sheets, 2-0, I would say, Cardiff. Can I just say, last week, Paul, you said 2-1 Norwich game and I said 3-0, so we got it between us. Mm. Are, yeah, you, are you seeing another clean sheet on the road here, Paul? No, I'm not. I'm not. But I think it'll be a comfortable Cardiff win like Blakey. I think there's going to be one of these games. There's momentum with Cardiff now. As I said earlier, they're winning in a variety of ways. That develops confidence. My son is back, Menders. Um, and I, <laughs> I just think that this is the sort of game that the pace of Bogle, Mendes, Lang and Hoylitz can be really effective. On you stand to get to the point, I always say on the boot room, you stand to get to the point of the season where teams are thinking, oh no... I'm beginning to think that Cardiff are going to go oh, to no. one of these away Not Cardiff. games. Yeah, I th- I'm beginning to think they're going to go to one of these away games, and instead of it being a, a pragmatic one 0 like it was at Barnsley or two 0 like Forest, I think they're going to batter somebody at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, just um, or something. Four one or something like that, and mm. I'm wondering if that might happen Monday night. Mm. Is it a TV game on? It's on Sky Sports. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they might just put on a show. Mm. Well, if they played like. This is in the second half against Norwich across the whole ninety minutes. That could have, I mean, could have been a battering. You know, it's it's a case of converting your chance. Of course, you know that's the unquantifiable. Mm. How, can, how can I say if they're going to do that or not? Mm. But I think they're capable of going there. I think they might concede a goal, but I think they're capable of going there and putting three or four on them. So Blakey saying two nil. Yeah. Ball three one. One one. Okay, two nil or four one. I would go two nil or four <laughs> to one to Cardiff. I think it'll be. I I I'd agree with You're Paul. I, I do. Cameras. I would think it'll be a pragmatic two 0 Let's get out of here. Or if he lets them loose, they could. They you know. And it's on TV. I think you know Cardiff got more than enough to go and beat for put four and five on on someone like Reading. More than enough. Well, they Definitely. did it. They did it on TV in front of Leeds uh, against Leeds on mm-hmm. TV. So. I'm going to predict Bogle's going to continue a scoring streak mm-hmm. as well. It'd be, it'd be, I'd, I'd be even more confident if they were in a top six, Reading. Seriously, because Cardiff. That's that's what I love about them as well. To add to the four ways of Paul said they can win, is when they've got the cameras on them and everyone looking. They seem to want to go and make a statement. Trust me. So uh, could easily happen again, couldn't it? Mm. Medeski. Yeah. Well, you can of course follow everything leading up to that game and all the coverage on Wales Online. Thanks very much to you two for your contributions today. Cheers, Dean. Don't forget you can subscribe to the the podcast on iTunes or listen on Wales Online. But from the three of us, it's the same time next week. 